Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest. Featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. I'm Clint Schweitzer, and this is the Music Media Podcast. We are keeping things rolling along as we start to head towards the end of the month of October, which means Halloween is coming up. Guys, it's on a Saturday, October 31st. It's also daylight savings time, so another hour of rocking, trick-or-treating, being a ghoul, whatever it is you have in mind, it is all possible on the witching hour of Halloween, which will take place, of course, next week. But uh, on this week's podcast, we're going to be welcoming a very special guest, former guitarist from Jethro Tull, Martin Barr, is going to be joining us. He's going to be talking about his new double album, 50 Years of Jethro Tull. The double album includes both live and studio tracks, plus four new bonus tracks recorded live at the Wildly Theater in Illinois. We're also going to be talking to Martin about the 50th anniversary of Aqualung Tour that is going to take place, hopefully, in 2021 in the UK and in the US next spring. So, a lot to get into with Martin. He has been out of Jethro Tull since 2012, since really the band kind of ended in its current incarnation. Of course, Ian Anderson has uh, has been out there and there's been other members. I mean, Jethro Tull, the, the legacy of that band uh, has has had probably more members than, than any band that I can really think of. If you look at their Wikipedia page, it's pretty unbelievable. It reads like a Spinal Tap situation. But Jethro Tull is one of those bands that, I, that never really reached me growing up and kind of getting into them and, and always hearing about them and people talking about them and knowing that they beat Metallica out in 1989 for uh, Best Heavy Metal Album. That always kind of made me intrigued by what Jethro Tull was. Elements of folk. Uh, you hear Ian Anderson, you hear that flute. There's just so many things going on with Jethro Tull and their legacy is so long and impactful that talking to Martin, he's going to be joining us from the UK via Zoom. If you want to check out the video of the interview, it is on our YouTube channel, Ignitro Entertainment. That is the YouTube channel to which all of our um, entertainment con uh, content is located, Ignite Your Entertainment, and of course, always on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. So we want to go ahead and get to this week's interview. It is with former Jethro Tull guitarist Martin Barr, who joined us this week via Zoom all the way from the UK. So appreciate wow. you doing it. I know we're, uh, you know, a couple thousand miles apart here, so you never know what could happen. Thanks for staying up late. And doing this with us, I know it's uh, later there in, in the UK. How are you doing, my friend? It's good to. That's okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, things are really good. Oh, hang on. I'm going to go into another room, Clint. G give me a second. Oh, sure. Uh, it's not liking it. Uh, let me get near the computer. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> Let's try it here. It's a bit dark. 
Wow, it's really dark. Well, that's okay. We can see you there. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, not, uh, bad. Okay. not bad at all, Martin. For 2,000 miles between us, I'd say it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. How, how are you doing? How's everything going for you, my friend? Um, well, it's good. You know, I'm busy. Um, uh, I've got lots to do and uh, um, lots going on in music, but, but I think we're all getting a bit tired and um, fed up a bit and uh, we're just getting the novelty's worn off, really. You know, I've, I've had a nice summer's break and, and now I'm ready for work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely so. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to start there because you have, um, you know, coming up in 2021, of course, is the 50th anniversary of uh, Aqualong and you have a, you know, a tour plan for that. Oh. What, what What is kind of the, your management tell you when it comes to that? I mean, obviously the, the shows are on the books and hopefully it's all going to happen. What, what What is your thoughts here? Are we going to make this happen, hopefully? <laughs> Yeah, we, we, you know, I, I haven't cancelled anything. Uh, the, the last gig we did was in uh, Chile, in South America, uh, and we just got out. You know, we, we were due to go to Peru and Mexico, and they closed the borders literally just as we were going to go there. So we got back to England, uh, and I started postponing all, all the US tours, all the dates, put them back till, till now, September, October, and then in June, July, I phoned up the American promoters and said that I don't think they're going to happen. And they're going, yeah, they're fine. And eventually they go, uh, I think you're right. So now they're back to April, May next year. And they might get postponed again. Uh, nobody knows. But but I, I, I don't cancel anything because um, I think the the onus is on, on the, the theatres, the promoters, these are the guys laying their neck on the line. And, and uh, you know, the finances obviously uh, are crucial to them. So I, I'm here ready. And when they say, let's go, I'll be there. <laughs> well, we sure hope it's uh, this spring here in the US. You got some dates yeah. in the UK prior to that. What, what's it like as an artist? I mean, for you, I mean, you've been, you've been around and done so many amazing things, but have you ever seen anything like this level of uncertainty from from a musician standpoint? I mean, it's really unbelievable. It, no, it's it's uh, it's it's almost like a really bad movie. Well, it is a really bad movie. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I think the the beginning of it, you know, everybody took it, you know, laughed it off. But now it's not funny. <laughs> so the humor's gone. Yeah. But you know, you know, uh, you just got to focus. And 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 I'm really positive that we'll be back. It's it's just when. Uh, and in the meantime, I'm gonna get a lot of music out there for the fans. And we're doing it with this CD. I've got a DVD coming out for the uh, for December. Um, and I've written music. I'm playing. I'm I'm even taking my, uh, my exams music exams on flute wow yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah. On flute so why and i can't i can't explain why but i just think if i keep my brain um as sharp as possible uh keep playing keep the the fingers going and uh the heart's passionate <laughs> that, and that's all we need well, let's talk about the CD. It's a double CD. Uh, it's a double affair. It's uh, 50 years of Jethro Tull. This mm -hmm. is a very ambitious effort. 
do you feel like at the at the very least if anything positive has come out of this is that you've had kind of time to to put the finishing touches on this i know it comes out november 6th but have you kind of used these last several months to, to put the finishing touches on this? Cause I know it's a double album and you've got, uh, you know, some live versions of songs on here. Your band went in and re-recorded a lot of music. What was kind of the process of this for you? Yeah, the, the, the album was recorded probably a year ago. Uh, and, and what we did, we made it a special package. So only being sold at the gigs we did, cause we did a 50 years celebration tour with Dee Palmer and, Clive Bunker, and we just thought we'd have something that only could people could buy if they came to the concerts. So that was a, a limited edition. And then this one that's now on general release is, is that with the four bonus tracks that have come from the DVD. So it's, it's been a, a long thought out process. And, and it, it started really with the fact that um, the, the real 50 years anniversary of Tull was uh, 2000 and 18 and, and nothing happened you know there was no big celebration I heard nothing from anybody and I just thought well that's not good uh, and then I realized that the year the next year was my, my uh, 50th anniversary because I came to the states in 1969 and I thought you know I, I'm, it's special for me it yeah. means a lot to me I, I have so many great memories and it's it's an important um, number. So I started planning it all back back then in uh, 2018, just to get something special to remember 50 years. What was it like for you going in and, you know, putting your, your you and your band's kind of own stamp on so many of these classic tracks? I mean, talk about some of the guys that, you know, that, that's in your band that you've assembled and kind of what it was like. Was it kind of surreal? going back in and doing some of these songs and, you know, knowing the arrangements and playing with them for, for 43 years. And now you're kind of re redoing them, so to speak. What was that like for you? Um, it, it's, it's, it's felt very natural. You know, I, I thought 11 years ago or eight years ago, when I started the Martin Farr band that, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I had a lot of solo material, but, you know, I felt that I need to carry the flag for Jethro Tull for, for the for the brand um, and I think because I went back to the early tracks to start off with because these are the tracks that we hadn't played for many 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 years um, in in the latter days of Jethro Tell and so it was bringing those back into the set was really exciting and, and they remembering those old riffs and old songs it was really great fun and it's it sort of grown from that where I've, I've had so many ideas when, when I look through the catalogue, there's so many songs. I just think I can do something with that or another one. That's a great song. I'm just going to do it as it is. It's some you can play with, have a bit of fun. Others, you leave them alone because they're perfect. But it, it, it's, I, I found it totally natural, mainly because the guitar is the focal point in, in many of these songs. Absolutely the case. And you're playing as, so well regarded and you were a part of this band and this legacy uh, for 43 years when the band disbanded in 2012 kind of mm. talk about the last eight years for you and what that's what that's been like because uh, someone as well regarded as you and with the you know the resume that you have there's probably you know a lot of things that you could have done a lot of directions you could have taken musically but to keep these songs alive I think that is um, just incredible 
And to put a band together like you've done and to tour on that is, has been so rewarding to see you in that environment. What's, what have the last eight years kind of been like for you since the band sort of initially demise there? Uh, well, I, I think I've found I've got a loss of friends, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I was sort of uh, in the dark with nothing. And, mm. and then as it, as it slowly emerged, I found there's a lot of fans out there that wanted to hear me play. Uh, and then um, I found friends within music. Uh, it, it's, I've, I've had a lot of support and, and uh, I've, I've got a great band. You know, I've, I've experimented with a few different musicians and then finally arrived at the four piece band, which is the, uh, the, the center of, of, of everything. And then uh, I've had guests with Dee Palmer and Clive Bunker, um, and uh, I've got the two girl singers that come out on the road with us and, and the, who, who are on the album. So, uh, and I hate to say the word because it's, it's, it's overused, but it's a family. You know, we are a family. We're a touring band like the old days, you know, when everybody was stuck in the back of a van <laughs> and you eat, sleep, work together. But that's the way we are. And, and um, I think Jethro Tully and the last years are, are completely lost that whole essence of being a band. Uh, mm. To have that back again is such a refreshing thing to do. And uh, it's, it's really good fun. Would you say this is the most gratifying aspect of your career right now? Uh, because, you know, you see so many people and you, you know, you were there for 43 years, you're a part of this legacy as much as, as anyone. But do you think that with what you've done, forging ahead and putting together the, the, the band that you want and being able to kind of realize your own vision, has that been the most gratifying part of your career doing it this way? Yeah, I, I really think it is because, mm. um, you know, with age, there aren't a lot of good things about age. <laughs> but I think what the one thing is you have so many life lessons that you've learned and, and, and I'm just comfortable with music, you know, I, th I think in the early days, you're very unsure of yourself. Um, not many people have that confidence. And sometimes you, you pretend you have the confidence by being super egotistical, being horrible. But um, whatever I am, I, I, I love playing. I love my guitars. Um, I love playing live music. I love writing music because um, I'm just really at ease with it. It, it fits. It's like a, an yeah. old, you know, an old suit. It's it's, it's just perfect. I don't, I don't need a new one. Um, so yeah, I'm really really happy with with where I'm am at the moment, and uh, and, we, and we get such support. It's it's fantastic. Um, like you. Well, <laughs> that, well that that sh that's a given, and that should go without saying. Your your playing has made such a lasting impact on on so many people and it's just um just so happy for you that this double album is coming out november 6th uh you can go to the website martinbar.com to uh get that pre-ordered right now one of the things martin that um really fascinates me and that there are two of my favorite guitarists are you and michael shanker uh from ufo and you both have said this exact same thing and that is that you both try not to listen to other guitarists as not to be influenced by them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Talk yeah. about that because that's, uh, that is something so fascinating because everybody, you know, Eddie Van Halen just passed away a couple weeks ago and everybody talks about how much he influenced so many players. 
And someone yeah. like you from your position, what was that like when you didn't really have a lot of influence? You, <laughs> you, how did you formulate your style that way? Well, I, th I think he did influence me, and uh, but but not in a direct way. So okay, uh, I listened to every guitar player on the planet, and uh, from Julian Bream, you know, the, uh, Segovia, all the way through to Eddie Van Halen and uh, Gary Moore. Uh, I, I I love great guitar playing, but I'm, I, I don't want to play like anybody else. Yeah, uh, I have, a, and and. I can't explain why I am that way. I think I'm just stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so by default, I've just become my own person. I've, I've never, I think in the early days, in the, in the late 60s, all the guitar, the blues came to England and all the guitar players were trying to sound like B.B. King, Freddie King, Albert King. You know, they're really trying to play those licks the same. And I just thought, no, don't do it. Leave them alone. They're perfect. So I think even th th then I realised that, that I didn't want to follow the crowd. And, and maybe that's my, that my makeup is, is that I, I never want to go where everybody else goes. I'm sort of a little bit of, if everybody turns left, I'll go right, just to be obstinate. <laughs> so, um, but I, I am, I'm influenced by uh, great playing. So if I hear an Eddie Van Halen solo, mm -hmm. Uh, I th I'm, it makes me happy that that somebody's playing great music, and he was such a, a an amazing player. So yeah, but but I I couldn't play like him in a million years. Not good enough, but he inspired me to be as good as at what I do as he was in what what he did. Well, that is so well said, and I think that you have done such a great job of uh, forging your own path. And that leads me to this. I mean. You know, growing up in the in the fifties in in the UK, where you're from, where we hadn't had a British invasion yet, what what was where did you kind of formulate? Yeah, where does your musical background come from? Just in general, we had no yeah. British. Everyone else on the show usually says, "Well, it was the Beatles," and but you you kind of predate the Beatles. Not to date one, <laughs> you've worked with you you've worked with Paul McCartney. I mean, my goodness. Yes. What what was sort of your genesis for the for your musical background? Um, well, I, I, I think it was twofold because it, we the Beatles and the Stones. You know, but mostly people either like the Beatles or the Stones. People didn't like them both. You know, <laughs> the, the Stones were the rebels. The Beatles were the you know really the guy the guy next door. Right. You know, perfect. Um, but I, I liked them both for different for the different reasons, and, and I, we played all their music. But I think we played all their music because that's what people wanted to hear. But um, funny enough, I, I was looking through my um, record collection in a plastic case, like a really old sixties yeah. case. <laughs> and I've got all my singles, and and they're all from America. And and, and I remember going to the record store every week, and, and I'd get Dwayne Eddy. Um, Eddie Cochran, Little Richard, I mean, um, Buddy Holly. We, we were just in the UK, we were just hungry for American music and, and it, it dribbled through. You know, you, you got maybe one record a month, and, and we, we, but we got that record and we played it till it wore out. Um, uh, so yeah, well, I have both those influences. I, 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 I like to listen to everything that I possibly could. I love that. Uh, it's so funny how many 
people from your era, whether it be like a Philip Campbell from Motorhead, people that, uh, that a lot of UK artists will say Little Richard. And that's something that uh, mm -hmm. I had never quite put that together. And I know that Lemmy Kilmister from Motorhead, when his favorite artist was Little Richard, it's yeah. all kind of putting that piece to that puzzle together now is really cool. And uh, yeah. well, well, we, we never, we hadn't seen anything like it. Right. Nothing like it in England. So when you saw these, you know, even Elvis Presley, when you saw them on TV, which was very rare, yeah, we were spellbound. So uh, the dream, the English dream, the 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 British dream was to go to America, where all these guys came from, and find out what was happening over there. So it might have been the British invasion, but we we were there, you know, feeding. We, we were hungry for inspiration and, and music. So we needed America. Well, that kind of happened at the time you did that you came into the, I mean, Stand Up was your was your first album with Jethro Tull, 43 years, uh, over 60 million albums sold. Everybody knows that the, the, the legacy is there. What, what, because Jethro Tull is so different and what you guys did was so influential and you can't categorize it, right? What what do you feel like now that and and you know here we are you know more than fifty years later what the kind of the legacy for your time those forty three years for you in Jethro Tull what what is the legacy there what what does when do you look back on that I mean obviously stand up was your first one Aqualung is really where it kind of started but what what when you look back on those years what what kind of comes to mind for you Yeah I mean I don't look back at the music I, I look back at the times yeah and I love being in America in the early 70s I, I was so lucky to be in America in, in those times because it was just so exciting you know the the um the the, the way concerts were just crazy <laughs> it was it was all new exciting I mean it's still exciting but I think um that they talk about the 60s in, in London, you know, the Carnaby Street thing and Notting Hill, the hippies. It, it, it was a very different time. It, it'll never happen again, but it was great. I mean, I, I truly believe all these periods in, in the history of music were really, that will never be repeated, but they were incredible. And, and I was so lucky to be a, a part of that. But musically, I, I don't see it as being... Um, old or retrospective, so that so the way I, I play Tull's music is as if it was written now, and I'm always totally focused on what's going to happen next year. How I'm uh, I'm writing a new solo CD. Um, I mean, I, it's again, it's hand in hand. I, I love what I what I have to do with Tull. I'm proud of that history, but I'm really passionate about writing my own music and performing my own music so it'll i'm lucky maybe to have these two um aspects hand in hand and, and they're both important to me well Martin, yeah a congrat I lost lost a connection there for a second sorry about that okay, martin congratulations on on this album i am so excited about it we're so excited for you 50 years of jethro toll the website martinbar.com you can get all the information on how to uh, order that album which it's available on uh, amazon itunes and all good record stores right the ones that are that are still rolling <laughs> wherever they are yeah wherever they are we got one right here down the street from my house god bless Yo. them and we are looking forward to the tour 
here uh, this spring in the, in the States. We can't wait to get you here. Hopefully that all happens without a hitch. We'll come out and see you and say hello mm. the proper way. You thank you so much for, for staying up late. I know it's later out there in the UK for, and doing this with us. It means the world, Martin, and we can't thank you enough. Sure. And, uh, hopefully we catch up soon, my friend. Thank you, Clint. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure's mine. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, you take care. You too, sir. <laughs> that was tremendous, guys. I love delving into different styles of music and especially being able to do this, being able to interview artists from so many different bands and so many different genres. And being able to do this helped me really open my eyes to what Jethro Toll was and the impact that they've had on hard rock music and how they've spanned so many different generations and Martin Barr is just a legendary guitarist. There's no other way around it. And he was a huge part of that Jethro Tull sound. And he is still out there. Go to his website, martinbarr.com. That's where you can get the album. It is Martin Barr, 50 years of Jethro Tull. And we'll be looking out for that 2021 tour. Uh, Jethro Tull's Martin Barr Aqualung 50th anniversary tour. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Mania Podcast. As always, our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. You can check out all of our interviews, the archives. They're all there. And as well as all the concert reviews that I've done over the years. It's been a while, guys. Hope to get back to that soon. And always on the social medias, uh, at MusicMania underscore show on Twitter. Search us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and you can always interact with us there. We always appreciate it, guys. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify, any way you choose to take in your podcast. I've got your back. Keep it in tune with us, guys. We're going to be doing this all fall and winter long. Can't wait to have you guys back with us next week. We're going to be doing a lot more interviews. A lot of things are heating up for us. We can't thank you enough for sticking with us because your money stays and plays with us right here on the Music Mania Podcast. 